Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever there's a podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I am Jameson, I am the genius, running solo today. We are at the postseason, we are at wildcard weekend. Four fantastic games on the slate this weekend. I'm not going to waste much time. Um, I'm going to jump right on in today's podcast. But before we jump into the podcast, if you've not followed us on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. We have our premium articles still available. Just because the regular season is over doesn't mean we have finished up. We have plenty of stuff for the postseason, game-by-game breakdowns, cash game plays, GPP plays, whatever you're looking for and fantasy-wise, we have that available on the website. $12.95 for the entire postseason. I will break down each and every game throughout the postseason all the way up to the Super Bowl to the big game in February. I will break down my viewpoint of how I think each game is going to go down. Starting off with this week four, uh, I'm sorry, starting off with this wild card weekend. Four games I think that are going to be fantastic games. I break them all down. So if you've not taken a look at our, our premium articles over on the website, give it a look. Twelve ninety five gets you the entire postseason uh, game by game breakdowns, GPP plays, cash game plays. Much more of a DFS perspective than it is season long. But if you do play season long, you do have a draft. You've not had your draft yet. Give a look to our rankings um, of the postseason. I break down the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, kickers, defenses on where I think uh, that they're ranked for the postseason. I also give my predictions on what's going to happen in the postseason. Who do I think is going to come out of the AFC? Who's going to come out of the NFC? I break down each and every round. That and much more. I'm going to go ahead and jump right on in today's podcast. First up, the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans. They will kick off our Saturday afternoon wild card weekend. I think it's going to be one of the better games of the weekend. I think we see a very uh, dedicated Houston team kind of getting over that. Um, they've kind of struggled in years past in the playoffs. They haven't been able to put the things together. I think Deshaun Watson is a player that's going to finally get this team over the hump. We're seeing a Buffalo Bills team led by Josh Allen. I am a, a big fan of Josh Allen. I think he has GPP winning upside on a weekly basis. What he can do with his feet, what he can do with his arm. Josh Allen is a phenomenal player. I think we are just seeing the, the start of what this guy, what this kid can do. Pair him up with with uh, John Brown. And I do like that stack in GPPs to be more, much more of a lesser own. But if we're looking at the quarterbacks, I think between the two, I think I do like Josh Allen a little more than I do Deshaun Watson just because the defense they're going up against. The Bills do have a very good rush defense and pass defense where the Houston Texans kind of struggle both against the pass and the run. I think Watson does have a little more mobility in this game. I think uh, they're going to be asking uh, Watson to kind of move around a little more than he has in, in weeks past just because of that, that Bills secondary. I think they're going to want get, to get Watson on the move out of the pocket, kind of use his legs a little bit, put, put the defenders in a, in a bad spot here and there. But I think if I'm picking between DFS versions and fantasy versions, I like the Buffalo side of things a little more. I just think we're going to see someone like the uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills kind of take away DeAndre, Hop- uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of the game. He's going to draw the number one coverage there from the, the Buffalo Bills. 
So if I'm looking at the uh, Houston side of things for pass catchers, I do like the secondary options there in Houston. If Will Fuller can go, I do think Will Fuller is in play, but it sounds like he is more likely not to play than he is to uh, suit up in this game. Sounds like his injury is uh, going to keep him out of this game most likely. If that's the case, I do like Kenny Stills quite a bit. Like I said, like I said I, I'm not a big fan of Hopkins this week. I just think he's going to draw uh, one of the better coverages there in Buffalo. We know Hopkins will be able to get the job done. We know he can get uh, – he kind of is matchup proof. He is a, pl- a player that they like to pepper balls to. Gets plenty of targets. But I just think that if I'm going to take a chance on the passing options in Houston, I think it's much more of the, especially salarized, it's much more of the secondary option that is going to be Hopkins. But I have no issues playing Hopkins in any format this week, even against the tough Buffalo Bills pass defense. As I talked about on a weekly basis, John Brown paired up with Josh Allen. Is, uh, they both have GPP winning upside. Absolutely love the, uh, the spot that John Brown is in this week. I think Cole Beasley's uh, much uh, a better PPR play this week, but I think John Brown has a tremendous upside. He obviously has one of the better upsides, I think, of the weekend. Do love the Josh Allen to John Brown stack in GPPs. On the ground, I'm not going to be touching the uh, Houston side of things for running backs, but I do think Devin Singletary is one of the better plays of the weekend, and you might get him a little lesser owned because we're, we have players like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, um, we have Marshawn Lynch back, we have Tyler, um, the, the kid from Seattle, drawing a blank, uh, Travis Homer, who had a very solid game last week, and in PPR leagues, I think Homer's going to draw attention. So that might, uh, and we also have the the Derrick Henrys and the New England side of things. So I think we may see someone like uh, Devin Singletary kind of fall fall down a little bit um, in 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 terms of ownership percentage. And I do think Singletary does have a nice path to success against this uh, Houston uh, rush defense, who at times has not looked very good. And more times than not, this defense has given up big points, big plays to opposing offenses. So I do like Devin Singletary and the rest of the Buffalo Bills offense there in Buffalo. Next up, we are talking, oh, and my prediction of the game, I do like the Houston Texans to get at the, get the win, but I think it's going to be a very close, medium scoring game. I, th- I, I think both teams are going to get in the mid-20s. I do think that both defenses are going to kind of give up big plays. I think Buffalo, even though they do have a very good defense, I think they are going to give up some big yards to Deshaun Watson and company. I like the Houston Texans over the Buffalo Bills this weekend to move on to the next round. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans heading to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. I think on paper, on leadership, um, with Tom Brady, with Belichick, I think New England does get the advantage just because of the, uh, going to Foxborough is a very tough place to play. You have, you have Hoodie, um, Bill Belichick, you have Tom Brady. You have great leaders there in New England. Yes, they have not had a... Uh, a very Brady-like or a New England-like type of season on offense. We've seen Brady kind of struggle. We've seen him kind of get frustrated in the, in, on, on offense throughout the year. Without the, with the lack of talent, if it's not Julian Edelman and it's not James White, it seems like he has struggled to kind of uh, make anybody else work there in New England. Obviously, they brought in Josh Gordon. That didn't work out. They brought in Antonio Brown. That didn't work out. you got to wonder if they're missing that big-time playmaker that they haven't had. They don't have a Rob Gronkowski. They got a, a banged-up Julian Edelman. Um, sounds like he is going to play, obviously, uh, in a game like this. But we do have Edelman injured. 
I don't think that's going to be a big deal in this game. So I think if we're looking at leadership, we're looking at a home field advantage. New England does have the advantage in this game. But if they're not careful, I think the Tennessee Titans team can come into Foxborough and get the victory if they're not careful. I do like the Tennessee side of things. I think even despite the uh, very good New England defense, we've seen this defense struggle in weeks past. Last week they gave a big up game, a big points to a Miami Dolphins team in a game that New England really needed to win if they wanted to have that first round bye. This is the first time I think in a decade that we've seen the New England Patriots play on a wild card weekend. So they needed to win last week. They lost to Miami at home. So we've seen this defense kind of struggle in weeks uh, over the last couple of weeks. I think Tennessee can come into this game. We've seen Ryan Tannehill kind of uh, revitalize his, uh, his play on the field. A.J. Brown has been a phenomenal rookie this season, that wide receiver. He's a thick wide receiver, uh, hard to take down. Uh, he's involved in the ground game, obviously involved in the passing game. I think he is going to be taking uh, the Stephon Gilmore role um, from, from the New England Patriots. I think Gilmore is going to uh, take on A.J. Brown, which might, might likely take out Brown out of the lineup. But with him doing the end rounds, with him uh, being involved a little bit in the, in the rush game as well, I think he is going to get his uh, a little bit. I don't like him as much as I do um, the other pieces there in Tennessee. I do like Corey Davis a little bit in this game with his big playability. But I think if I'm picking a side to go with, I do like the ground game for the Tennessee Titans. Love Derrick Henry in this matchup against New England. I think the Patriots are going to try to take A.J. Brown, which is going to open up things for Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can stay involved and they don't, they don't fall down early and big early, I think they can run the ball. I think they can run the ball on New England. I do like Derrick Henry in this matchup, maybe at a little lesser ownership than what he should be in this game, because I think people, a lot of people are going to be trying to get in someone like Michael Thomas, who for obvious reasons one of the better plays. I think it'd be one of the most popular plays on the slate, which is going to make players like the Derrick Henrys, uh, players like uh, Devin Singletary, like Kamara. Those are the kind of players that aren't going to be uh, high, as highly owned as they would be on a normal slate. So I do think Derrick Henry does come, kind of come in a little lesser owned, and I absolutely love Derrick Henry in this matchup against the Patriots. On the Patriots side of things, we talked about about, about the only two players that I really have an eye on is James White and Julian Edelman. We know that Tom Brady trusts both those players. We know that they are going to have success in his offense. You can look at someone like Muhammad Sanu or Nikhil Harry for upside. I think Harry carries a little more upside than Sanu does. Sanu's a little more of a, a possession receiver for this offense. But I just have seen, in my eyes watching this game, Brady has struggled at times um, in the pocket. The line is giving up sacks to defense. Yes, this isn't the Tennessee Titans defense of years of past, but I do think they are going to get to uh, Tom Brady a little bit. And if the Patriots aren't careful, they are going to have a, 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 a tough game on their hands, and Tennessee can pull off the victory. I do have New England winning this game. I do think it's going to be very close, and I think it might be a game where Tom Brady has to come back late in the game to pull off the victory. But give me the Patriots. In a close game, but they do move on to the next round to play a very tough Kansas City team um, in the next round. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. They start our Sunday with the first game. They start the NFC side of things. If we remember a couple years ago, Stephon Diggs had a remarkable catch against the Saints to knock the Saints out of the playoffs. Last year, we all know what happened with the Saints. They had that horrendous call. The refs really failed on that call, which knocked them out of the playoffs, which forced the Rams to go to the big game in February. I think they're going to have a lot of uh, chips on their shoulder. New Orleans are going to come into this game. They're going to want to have to. Uh, they're going to want to kind of erase the last couple years' bad taste out of their mouth. 
a little revenge to the Minnesota side of things. They're obviously going to want to erase last year's horrendous postseason that they had last year with that last call, that hor- horrible call by the by the coach uh, by the refs there in that final game. So I think we're going to see the Saints come out uh, very strong, but I think the Minnesota Vikings are also going to be able to come out. And I think we're going to see a fairly high-scoring game in this Minnesota New Orleans scene. We've also seen uh, Dalvin Cook miss the last couple weeks, but it sounds like if they had really anything uh, substantial to play for, he likely would have been able to play. So I think we're going to see a healthy Dalvin Cook. Maybe he's a little lesser owned than he should be because he hasn't played the last couple weeks. I think he's a fine play against the Saints defense. We, I do think that they are, are, are very good at covering the opposing number one wide receiver, but we do know that New Orleans can be, give up big plays on defense. Not a big fan of Kirk Cousins, but I do like his pass catchers. I like Diggs a little more than I do uh, Thielen, just because I know Thielen's coming back from that injury. He's been back the last couple weeks, but we know that Diggs has been healthy all year, and we've seen him have some big games. So I do like Diggs a little more than Thielen, but I think both players are in play in this game. Talked about Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is, in, is very much in play uh, as a pass catcher, as a running uh, rusher. Dalvin Cook should be in a nice spot against the Saints, and we know that Minnesota is going to be looking at him to help them pull out the victory in New Orleans. If we flip the side to the New Orleans side of things, I think we're going to see one of the highest owned players be Michael Thomas for good reason. He's been absolutely phenomenal all year, but if we can get an average Michael Thomas game where he doesn't see those uh, absolutely bonkers types of productions, maybe he doesn't get in the end zone, maybe if we fade Michael Thomas and go with the other players, maybe we have, have a little advantage in GPPs. It's going to be very scary to do because we can see Michael Thomas catch 14 balls, 200 yards, and score three times, but at the same time, maybe he gets those double-digit targets uh, it's maybe he gets uh, just about 100 yards, doesn't get in the end zone. That's not going to kill you in your GPPs. But if he does have one of those monster Michael Thomas games, if you do fade Michael Thomas, you're likely not going to be in the money. That's just the way I'm looking. I'm looking at possibly fading Michael Thomas and hoping for the better. Maybe we see a big game out of Drew Brees, but it's going to Alvin Kamara. It's going to Traquan Smith. It's going to Ted Ginn. It's going to Jared Cook. It's going to everybody except for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas still gets his, but maybe of all the touchdowns, he doesn't get the touchdowns. He goes to the other pieces that I have in my lineup. So as scary as it sounds, I may have very few shares of Michael Thomas, but I am not very easy about it because it's going to be very scary to not have Michael Thomas in your lineup because of the games he can have. Speaking of the other options in New Orleans, I do like Traquan, Traquan Smith. I do like Ted Ginn, and I absolutely love Alvin Kamara. I think this is a game that they might uh, continue to – we've seen the last couple of weeks Alvin Kamara have these big games, uh, back-to-back weeks with two rushing touchdowns. I think that continues this week. I think we're in uh, – we we are seeing Kamara finally being help, healthy, finally getting the ball going his way. I think we're in for a big postseason from Kamara and the Saints team. I like the Saints to pull out the win in minutes against the Saint, uh, Vikings on Sunday to move on to the next round to hopefully, hopefully get back to the big game in on the, the Super Bowl. Saints are my prediction to win the Super Bowl. I think the Saints are a the team to beat, but it's uh, one of those things where hopefully they can get the calls all their way. I like the Saints over the Vikings this weekend. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are banged up all over the board. The wide receivers, left and right, are not playing. It sounds like Aguilar's not going to play. Zach Ertz is very questionable to play. I think he was cleared to practice, uh, I believe, earlier today. So that is a good sign for Philadelphia. I absolutely love the Seattle side of things. I think Seattle is in a great spot against Philadelphia. We know Philadelphia is very good against the ground. 
which what that's what Seattle wants to do, bringing back Marshawn Lynch. We know that Seattle's going to want to run the ball. If they can't run the ball, they have a guy named Russell Russell Wilson who can get the job done as a as a quarterback to his pass catchers. Absolutely love Russell Wilson as pass catchers in this matchup. We know Philadelphia has given up big points, big plays to opposing uh, passing games, especially the number one options. Love Tyler Lockett, love DK Metcalf, even like a little bit David Moore, and I like the ground game of uh, Travis Homer over. Marshawn Lynch is because I think the Philadelphia is going to be able to stop the run a little bit and force them to pass more than they have been in the past. Even if this game is a low-scoring game, I do think Seattle is going to be able to uh, return value for the players they have on this team. As for Philadelphia, if Zach Ertz can't go, absolutely love Dallas Goder. I think I like Goder no matter what. I think he um, it, with no Zach Ertz, he steps into that Ertz role, and then we see uh, the backup uh, Perkins step into the Goder role. If Ertz can go, I think uh, Goder becomes a, maybe even a, a better play because maybe people will start to come off of Goder if Ertz is active. If Ertz is not active, we're going to see a lot of people starting Goder in their G- GPPs, which makes Perkins the uh, the play for me. I think if there is no Zach Ertz, I do think Perkins is a very solid play in GPPs just because I think everybody is going to be going go dirt where it's going to leave someone like Perkins who had a very fine game in week 17 in the absence of Ertz had a very fine game in that matchup I do like the matchup against the Seattle defense who does struggle at opposing tight ends in fantasy football Zach Ertz um even with with or without Zach Ertz, I think Carson Wentz is in play. Um, even with the players that he has been having to throw the ball to, he has had some pretty decent games. This is not the Seattle team that we've seen in years past, so I do think Carson Wentz is in play. I have him a little lower on my board. I'd rather go Josh Allen. I'd rather go Russell Wilson. And obviously I'd rather go Drew Brees than I would uh, Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz is in play no matter what as well, Depending, d- uh, despite the lack of options in the passing game. I think Greg Ward's going to be a very popular play for this Philadelphia team. No no Jackson, no Aguilar, no Alshon Jeffrey. Very banged up uh, wide receivers there in Philadelphia. It's going to make Ward a very popular play, especially at 5,200 over on DraftKings. I think Ward's going to be a popular option for good reasoning against the Seattle defense. I like the Seahawks to win in Philadelphia. It's going to be too much for Wentz to overcome with the lack of weapons there on his offense. I like Seattle to win the game on Sunday. So that gives me, I like Houston, New England, New Orleans, and Seattle. I think Seattle is going to be the lone road team to pull out the victory. But if the New England Patriots are not uh, careful, I think Tennessee can go into that matchup and pull out the victory. And now for my Super Bowl Bowl predictions. Um, Before the season started, I had Green Bay over Houston in the Super Bowl. They're both still alive. I do not like that right now. I I think both teams are kind of... uh, going to struggle at times throughout the postseason. They can still get there. Don't get me wrong. The, the Packers do have the number two seed overall. But if I'm looking right now, I think I my prediction for the Super Bowl is New Orleans over the uh, Kansas City. I love New Orleans. I think New Orleans is on a mission. I think they're going to show that they are, are, are looking to wipe the taste out of last year, of what happened last year, and they want to get back to the Super Bowl. As for the AFC side of things, I think Baltimore and Kansas City are on a, a collision course for that AFC championship game, which should be a fantastic game if that happens. But I do think that after last year, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the one to kind of get the job done. I think we're going to see the same thing happen to Lamar Jackson happened last year to Patrick Mahomes. It's just a little early. He's still learning, which is going to help him be a better, better player. Uh, for the future, but I think we are in for a fantastic AFC Championship game between the Chiefs, between the Ravens, and I think if you are not a fan of the Patriots, we are finally going to get a team that's not going to be the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I am excited about that. Hopefully, 
you guys can win money on DFS. Hopefully, if you're in your uh, season-long leagues, you guys are going to have a good postseason. If you're in those eliminator pools or in your in, uh, pick-em pools, good luck in those as well. And definitely keep an eye on our on our website for all of our DFS packages throughout the postseason. And we have some early bird specials for the 2020 season. Keep a lookout on the website for all those happening there. We're going to cut those prices in half for our early bird special. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on, on Twitter. And have a great postseason Enjoy those games, and we'll talk to you later.